Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Hypersoft Happy Half Hour with your quarantine dream team, Zigzag and Rufus. Put on your captain's hat because we're going to help you navigate these uncharted territories that are the quarantine. We're going to catch you up on the day's events. We're going to talk politics. We're going to talk whatever comes to mind. So grab a beer, put your feet up, and get ready for the Hypersoft Happy Half Hour. Ow, ow, ow! Hey, hey, hey. What's going on? Same old shit. <laughs> What's so funny, dude? I don't. Why are you making fun of me? I don't know. I don't know. You do something new with your hair? I don't even know if this is on. I don't think it's on right. <laughs> Tell me when to stop. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. And keep going. Right there. That's how it was, wasn't it? Yes. yes. <laughs> I don't know what happened to this hair. It looked way cooler like a month ago. What is, what, it, what, what is that hair called when you bought it? What's it called? Because I'll tell you what it looks like. It wasn't really. It was called like hippie or 70s guy or something. Okay, okay 70s guy. It looks like it reminds me of Bobby Brady. Really? Fucking He's fuck. my favorite Brady. Fuck that hair, Bobby Brady. He was a little shithead. <laughs> who was your least? He was probably my least favorite Brady, other than Cindy. I mean, who didn't want to fucking smash her head in? Everybody, including the Bradys, including me. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure that Tiger probably wanted to fucking chew her face off. Oh wait, Bobby's Bobby. the little guy. He was the youngest Brady, right? Yes. I'm sorry, I'm... Peter Brady is what that. That was the Peter Brady. Put it back on. Yeah, I'm looking for it. I didn't mind Peter. I really didn't mind Peter. Remember when Peter's voice changed? I do know you're fond of Peter. Ah, good one, Rufus. Remember when Peter's voice changed, though, when they were recording their record? Yeah, yeah. I do remember that. That became like their gimmick. That Peter's voice was like, They uh, did have golden pipes. At least that's what Greg said. <laughs> They uh, they, 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 the they came up with, with the whole auto tune thing, accidentally. <laughs> By doing that. Yeah, they created that auto tune sound. That auto tune sound is, I mean, it's intriguing because it's too easy. I like did this stupid thing that's like, there's this like app you can get called. It's like an auto rap app. Let me see if I still got my auto rap song on here for you, Rufus. And it it automatically does makes your voice auto tuned, and you're like, damn, that sounds pretty good. I've used auto tune. Garage Band has auto tune. Does it built in? Yeah. yeah. I did not. You know what? Let me rap to that a little bit. You want me to? Let me throw down. Let me spit a beat for you, bro. Uh, spit out some bars. Let me spit some. Oh, it's saying something went wrong. They what can't keep up wrong? with it. Let me try to talk. Well, I guess we won't be spitting any bars tonight, bro, Cephas. Unfortunately, I had some fucking dope shit to throw down your way, too. Let me say. 
that you did. Save it for next time. Save it for the next. You know what? I can't. Even trying it fakingly, I can't do it. I can't. I can't spit bars. I can't stop. You spit bars pretty well in beer's food, I think. Well, if I bars, was it not? Yeah, it's spitting bars, but yeah, I mean, I can't like uh, rap battle shit where you just make up the bars. I can't. I can't do that. I think you're selling yourself short, dude. Did you see where this is so sad? I saw where Eminem said that he had to relearn rapping because he abused so many fucking pills. Did you see really? that? Yeah. No. Yeah. Let me see if I can find it for you. I'll read it. I'll read it out loud to you because I know that you're on fucking the, the edge of your seat. What what kind of pills? I, I figured the pills kind of helped him rap. Well, no, he didn't get on the pills till after he was famous. And he was a fast rapper. He's one of these guys that uses a lot of words in bars. Yes, he does. When he spits, he spits the fire. We're hip, dude. We are. I mean, that just came so naturally to me about spitting fire. I'm not saying any of this ironically. Me neither, because I know that when I hear spitting fire, I know fucking spitting fire, Jack. Me too. Eminem has long been open and honest about his struggles with substance abuse. In a recent interview, he revealed that his drug addiction temporarily affected his rapping abilities. Years ago, as the music, music to be murdered by MC was recording songs for his relapse album, he lost some of his lyrical prowess and was simply rhyming words in an attempt to get his skills back. You know, a lot of times, especially with the relapse record, when I first started learning how to rap again, because drug, the drug situation I went through and having to relearn a lot of things, that was one of those things that was like, well, if it rhymes, say it. Okay. Hmm. That's kind of sad, dude. I mean, pills it must fucking be pretty nutty. You know what I mean? Dude, I watched a broad term, too. I mean, a pill can be any fucking thing, right? Like what? Uppers, downers, quaaludes. Oh, yeah. Xanax. I mean, like what? All the murder, all the you named all the murder drugs, all the ones that kill you, which is like every fucking drug almost, like yeah. that. And you know, Doctor Drew will tell you that because I watched that uh, that Midnight Gospel. I watched all those finally, and the saddest one was at the end, and it was when he was talking to his mom who had terminal cancer. That was his mom. I didn't know that was his mom. Yeah. Yes. Wow. It fucking. It gets pretty... I mean, I could almost fucking tear up thinking about it right now. Wait, is actually Duncan Trussell's mom? Yes. Oh, man. Yeah. Fucking crazy, dude. And uh, his dad had already died, I think. Like when he was younger. But, I mean, it's crazy to hear that about your mom. You know what I mean? She's got stage four cancer, you know? And she's just... I don't know, the lady... She's at peace with dying, and she's one of those people that said, she said that, you know, the closer she gets to death, the more she appreciates life. Well, if it's going to happen, and it's just in the cards, you know it, either you better be at peace with it, or you're just going to make it worse. You're going to make your last moments fucking miserable. People get on a bunch of fucking prescription drugs and shit. I'm going to make everybody else. I have some antidepressants. I mean, is that what they do? That's what they do to people who have open heart surgery, right? When my dad had his septuple bypass, 
it's like common for them to to like after you're done with your surgery and all that shit and you're recovering, they put you on fucking antidepressants because okay. they're like life's about to fucking suck really bad. Well, I had a, a friend of mine. Oh, God, this is about to ever though, just for like six weeks. Yeah, but, yeah, but a buddy of mine in college, I don't even fucking remember who he is now. He was like uh, one of the guys you bump into every now and then in the uh, the common area, right? Uh, yeah. His dad had had like a massive heart attack and went through the quadruple everything. It's in Teresa Hall. <laughs> and he said that after it, his dad was totally depressed because right. he's like, I really can die at any yeah. fucking given moment. And he's like, why fucking buck? He like stopped shaving. He stopped taking showers and stuff. He was just, you know. Did they put him on antidepressants? Uh, I don't know. I wasn't this close to that guy to find out. But this is back in the. Dude, do me a favor. Can you reach 90s. out to that guy tonight and ask him if you can find him on Facebook and just ask him if his dad is still alive and if he ever got over the depression from 25 years ago. I don't even remember this guy's name, but I bet he's listening. Call in. Go in, let us know if dad survived the heart attack. But yeah, the sad part is that my dad was on the antidepressants and he was more normal than he'd ever been in his whole life. And then after like six weeks, they're like, okay, you can stop those now. <laughs> so maybe they needed antidepressants all along. And as soon as they started working, they're like, okay, you're done with those. So oh, wait, wait, let's analyze this phrase. He was more normal than he's ever been in his whole life. Right. By whose definition of normal if he's was different than he's been his whole life then maybe that wasn't normal well it probably wasn't his normal obviously but it's probably how he should have been if he was on antidepressants or something right i mean he was like more friendly you know what i mean more he like listened better i mean some people are just destined to probably not have the right chemical makeup dude when i was going through all my shit right they wanted yeah. to put me on antidepressants like 50 fucking times. And I'm like, no, no, that's not what is fucking wrong with me. They just couldn't wrap their fucking heads around it. How annoying is that? You don't even know the fucking frustration of that, dude. When you're fucking diagnosing yourself and you're right and they won't listen to you, it's fucking insanity, Rufus. It's in- I hope no, you no, never no. have to do that in your entire life, but I can tell you right now you're going to have to. Because it's so fucking common, it's ridiculous. What what, what you described is not annoying. It, it's it's fucking horrifying. Honestly. Yeah, you're right. It is. It totally is, dude. I went to the doctor that I'd been seeing my whole life, the one that got me into this mess, right? And uh, he was. I mean, he just. It's like he doesn't even fucking care. It's like no doctor fucking really cares. I think they, like, think everybody's there for pills or something. I don't know. But they're just annoyed. And you know what? I get, I get better attention to fucking details getting my oil changed than I get at the doctor's office. Do you think it's just, like, outside of his scope of experience that he just no. didn't know what to... He didn't need to know anything because I was telling him what was wrong. That's <laughs> getting hard. Okay? I don't think you understand what I'm saying here is that I was telling all these fucking doctors what was wrong with me, and nobody wanted to fucking listen to me. So I had to, like, build my fucking blood back up, dude, which takes fucking years to do. Unless people should have been giving me, like, fucking iron 
infusions, right? Which they can do, but they just didn't want to fucking hear me. It reminds me of uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest when he tries to, he finally starts trying to convince people that he's not crazy and everybody's like, no, you're fucking crazy. (laughs) Right. I mean, they were just like not hearing me. It's fucking, dude, I'm telling you, it's the most, and I'm talking specialists. Specialists. They're too worried. They're looking for cancer. They're like, you, maybe you have cancer. And I'm like, no, don't have cancer. Had all the scans. You know what I mean? (laughs) Probably got cancer from the scans now. But uh, I just was so, because it was so fucking rudimentary, right? This whole iron thing. It's like it I don't know. It's just, they're just those people who couldn't just accept that it could be something so simple because all they ever want to do is go, come back in three months. Right? Yeah. That was like their answer for everything. But, yeah, they gave me fucking prescriptions for pills that I never fucking ever took. All of them psychological drugs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They thought we were really, but, I mean, that's insane. They, they, instead of fucking just checking my blood levels and go, yeah, that's low. We should do something about that. Because the problem was low to them, right? This is what they don't understand in medicine. And and I don't know why. They should teach this to doctors more. You got your range of normal values on your blood, right? Sure. Right. So when they test all these random samples of blood to come up with these normal fucking, the, the range, right? The low and the high part of the range are really out of range, but they're represented by fucking sick people who are getting tested, right? That don't know that they're sick. Like, wow, wow. It's fucking insane. And it's almost simple when you start to think about it. But that's why, like, a range on your thyroid is like <clears throat> 4.01, right? Well, you start feeling weird if your thyroid's at like a 2. But it doesn't say anything on the blood test, like, oh, check this level. So the doctor's like, oh, it's, it's inside of the range, right? And I finally, to the one blood doctor, I said, dude, I don't care if it's in the fucking range. That's maybe not my range. Get it? Because when these Amen. numbers were way higher, I felt fine. This is the only thing that is fucking me up, right? Now, <laughs> did you... Did you ever notice when they were writing out a prescription for some drug that they thought would fix it, did the pen they were using have the same brand name of the drug on it? <laughs> I'm sure it probably did, as did their probably jacket so. and their, their uh, the fucking NASCAR. The guy's wearing a NASCAR jacket with fucking a bunch of different pill companies all over it. <laughs> I mean, they're willing to give you anything. It's insane. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, I mean, I didn't think it would be, I don't know. I don't know. If I would take pills, I would be messed up probably right now. What was the I mean, time you donated blood after the oh, fiasco? Wow. Three years ago. June June 6th. I can tell you the fucking day. Dude, June 6th, 2016. Damn. Crazy. Yep. Got it right here in my blood donor app that I'm never going to have to use again. But I do know this. I gave a gallon over the course of my uh, killing myself, I guess you would say, (laughs) (laughs) on on my doctor's orders. Now, wait. You gave super blood. 
Yes. What, what, what happens to the people who got your super blood and they didn't know it was super blood? Did that fuck them up? I, I don't know. Obviously, it would make them stronger and smarter. I don't know how you could say it would fuck them. Yeah, I guess if they're really stupid. Well, no, they have been a, a normal person. No. You know, they'd have to get a lot of my blood, probably. But I did see, dude, this is so crazy. When you give blood, they send you where your blood went. They, like, tell you where your blood went. Some of my blood went to help a guy that was in a car wreck, and some of my blood went to help a lady while she was having a baby. Really? Yeah, is that the weirdest thing that they'll follow up with you? That is weird. It <laughs> is. I was when I got that I was like, it's cool, but kind of creepy. But did the guy live? You know, is it now my baby? I mean, those are the things you got to ask yourself. Oh God, what oh, if you get a paternity? <laughs> right, they're like, oh yeah, we tested his blood, and guess what? It's your baby. <laughs> we found it back to super blood heritage. Blood heritage. <laughs> Only one line. Right back to me. It's uh, part of Ancestry.com. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's why, you know, I've never done one of those. Have you done one of those? The DNA? No, my wife did, but I haven't done it. My what brother is, did, too. Did she find out anything interesting? Oh, well, if your brother did, then why would you even need to? That's why I haven't, yeah. So what did he find out? Anything interesting? No, yeah. uh... The wife did. She found it for some reason. I don't know where she got it in her head through childhood or something. She thought she was like of uh, German descent. Turns out not a single fucking German. No way. Strange. You drinking fucking bratwurst and drinking all beer and find out you're not even German. She's all like English and Irish. Oh well, close enough. I mean, that was like no, the wonder, first. Wonder, that's why she. Went, she doesn't like sausage. Uh, at least that's what she tells you. Yeah. But so, I mean, I guess if she's if she thought she was German, right? I mean, I don't. She like the first civilization really was Germany, right? Like the first like Anglo English kind of civilization. And then the they first superior to, one, yes. To England. Right. How far back do they go? How far back can they tell you? Now, how far back? I don't know. I mean, they can say if you're from like deep Africa, which would imply that's pretty far. But in terms of time, I don't know. I don't know. Well, and I also mean like, okay, great, you're from this part of the world, but when? You know what I mean? Because you could, your ancestors could have moved from the deepest part of Africa to fucking Egypt or. You know, eventually America, I guess, and then they well, say, well, you, "Where is the the most of your fucking family do its living?" Would be to me, that's where your heritage is. It, it shows you that when you log in after you get your DNA shit, you log in. There's a map, and it's color coded to show where most of your fucking DNA came from, and then it even shows like you have a cousin here. This guy's your fourth cousin, and. You can find all these fucking people that somehow are, you know, over time are linked to. But, yeah, it, it shows by density of color, like, where most of your shit came from. Well, I don't mean most of your shit, but I mean, like, when you move somewhere, and this is the heritage that your family took on, right? Say you're from Nairobi, and you move to Germany, and then you take on that German heritage. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Not necessarily where you're from originally, but where your 
your family picked up most of their, like what you would call familial traits of like too much drinking and things like that. I think, I think, I think you probably have to piece that together yourself because the DNA shit is only based on who submitted DNA, but obviously old dead people didn't submit jack shit. So. I bet it's all fucking fake. What if they found out someday that it's like it just they just made up every fucking report there ever was. They just tried to match people by name. You would probably find out that you weren't even anything like your brother. Maybe that's a good thing. You be my brother. You are your brother. I'm my own brother. You're your brother's son. Whatever that means. I guess you're your own uncle. I don't know. Or your own nephew. I don't know. I would I would consider doing one of those tests. Maybe if I didn't think that they were going to just take my DNA and sell it to fucking Bill Gates so he could implant chips in people's brains. Well, well I, I'm sure it goes into something that you're unaware of. Some, I mean, Facebook sells everything you fucking do. Surely, you know that. DNA does. Well, you know what's funny is that uh, what if you... What if you fucking took one of these tests, right? You know how the cops are going and, like, tracking people down, mm-hmm. right? They've committed crimes using these these places that take your DNA and test you. Even fucking relatives of yours. If you your brother tested and you fucking had a warrant or they, you know, they had some DNA somewhere that had your thing on it, they could, like, track you down through your brother, right? Have you seen them do that? <laughs> they do that now. And I'm like, dude, what if you fucking... You were living in a you you were staying in a hotel room, okay? And you touched the remote or whatever. You jacked off on the fucking carpet. Who knows what you did? I know what you do in a hotel room. But and then some lady gets murdered in there the next fucking night, right? And they're like, all they're trying to go on is this DNA that's in the carpet. They're like, Rufus did it. We know that Rufus did it because we have his DNA at the scene. That'll never happen. I'll tell you why. Because I don't care how fancy the hotel is, that carpet is cleaned once a year. That's so there's going to be all kinds of DNA. But yours They'll could be. But yours could yeah. be there. Even if they track down every person that had that the uh, their DNA on the carpet, yours could possibly get roped into this. People go to jail for. People go to jail for less than that. I mean, but I'm saying that you see all these guys that are falsely accused, right? And they do like 30 years in jail, and they're like, "Oh, we're going to give you $800,000 because we took 30 years of your fucking life." Here's what fascinates me about the people that are locked up for 30 years of their fucking life for a crime they didn't commit. How and could you do the zigzag? Even knowing you're fucking innocent, could you persist? Fighting it forever. I think after like 25 years of getting nowhere, I'd probably give up. But these people, they keep fighting it and appealing it and getting lawyers and alert, becoming lawyers. Exactly. They're not the ones usually that fight it. It's some fucking random group of people on the outside who just randomly took some interest in your case. That's the nutty part. Have you ever seen that? Yeah. 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 The name of it advocate groups that are like, well, we saw that we thought he was uh, this one guy. I just saw this on uh, Dateline or something the other night. He worked at a uh, a furniture store in a small town, right? 
in Texas or Alabama or somewhere. And he uh, he quits his job, and the next day three people get killed at the fucking place, right? Shot execution style. Well, he had an alibi and everything, right? But this fucking sheriff and this prosecutor were just convinced this guy did it. They went around like spreading rumors that the guy did it and then interviewing people that they spread the rumors to and be like, so did you hear? And what did you hear? And this fucking guy did 30 years in jail. Then all the people, news fucking, this news show of all places, went and like interviewed the people and all this shit, right? The people who said that they had seen things and heard things. And they were like, yeah, well, that's what they told us to say, right? And I don't remember what day. Yeah, I see him running up the street, but I don't remember what day that was. You know, I see him run up the street all the time, right? This is like a guy that's like jogging the street, right? But they make it like he's running away from a murder scene. And and so they the fucking TV show puts all the footage together and plays it for like the Supreme Court or something, and they overturn the guy's conviction because they're like, this is ridiculous. But the the guy got tried six times. And every time was a hung jury, and then the last time they fucking put him in jail. That's what's fucked up. And I, I, I listen to a lot of true crime podcasts, and this has come up a lot. And one thing that blows my fucking mind every time is when the time comes when the guy in prison for 30 years gets exonerated because some other third party has come along right. and done the work. Ten years in. It's Yeah, but it's like everything that finally exonerates the guy is – the dumbest fucking shit that anybody should have been able to see through from the fucking yeah, beginning. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, there's no doubt about that. But it's, it's like my doctor. It's just like common sense to them makes no sense. Right? right, two right. Weeks, yeah. Two weeks, we have to chase down something that doesn't exist. Or we, you know, in the meantime, whoever shot these people got away with it and has never been caught. And they're not even, the cop, even at the end, this fucking hilljack cop was like, well, you're never going to convince me that he didn't do it, right? Even though six fucking courts found him not guilty, and then the Supreme Court found him not guilty, you can't convince this fucking cop just because he fucking is insane. And that, and that that's part of the problem, is the cop just wanting to be right. Yeah. That sends that's people to prison. Yeah, right, because they don't want to be wrong, because they be, get their name in the paper. Who the fuck knows why? There's a YouTube, YouTube channel I've checked out a few times, and it's this guy who analyzes uh, police interrogation videos. And they're fascinating because, you know, most of the time it's the person who did it. Right. But sometimes he'll take one where the guy didn't do it and pinpoint exactly what the cop is fucking doing to cover his own ass, and he just wants to get home because he's right. been working 12 hours. The point where he starts feeding him the disturbing. line and admit that he did it. Right. And, and the poor guy, the poor innocent guy has been in this room for 48 hours with like a cigarette and a Diet Coke maybe if he's lucky. And he's he's just like, I want to get the fuck out of here. Right. You know? Well, they always tell you, just tell us and you'll get to go home. Just tell us and we'll call your mom to come pick you up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Even though they know that they can't do that, they just lie to him. And then the people are like, I just told him what he wanted to hear because he said I could fucking go home. I've watched enough first 48s. You know what? This guy that I'm working with now, Bill, he's a, he's an ex-cop, and he was an ex-homicide cop, right, our head of security guy. And I asked him today what most of the, the uh, 
the cases that he worked were, right? And he was in homicide in like the mid nineties. He's like crack. He's like, it always crack. And then at the end of my career, a lot of it started becoming over fucking meth. But he's like, don't ever try meth. He said that. He, I mean, we, he's a pretty funny guy. He's a big pot smoker now. He's like, don't ever try meth, dude. That shit will fuck you up. I can tell. I've seen a lot of people get fucked up by it. And what a horrible drug meth is. No, no shit. shit. I mean, I can't see why anybody would want to be that awake, first of all. But you just see people that have done it for like five or two or even two years. You've seen these people in there. I knew this girl, dude, that I went to high school with. Beautiful girl in high school, right? Jenny was yeah, her yeah. name. And fucking, I saw her, and then when I moved back here, right, in like 2000, and then I saw her like fucking three years later, and she'd been doing meth. I thought she was like a fucking 70 year old woman. I shit you oh, not. God. Yeah. Fucking crazy. What is the feel of the meth? I don't get this. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I guess I can understand why people do heroin, right? Because it like makes you relaxed and like chilled out, but I mean, meth makes you absolutely insane. That's what I'm saying. If, if, if I'm going to get hooked on a drug, it's going to be something that makes me chill and relax and forget my worries. Not amp me up and make me want to peel my face off and right. climb take, the walls. Take a part of VCR just for fun, knowing that you'll never be able to put it back together because your brain is fucking scrambled. Exactly. Well, we've done it again, Rufus. We've done it again. We barely even got in. You know what I want to do on one of the next podcasts? I want to listen to what just like five minutes of one of our earlier podcasts from the from the half hour, right? From when COVID started and see what we were predicting. Okay. okay. I'm with that. I'll find one and I'll play it next week or on Wednesday's show. Until then, we'll Bob, analyze it. Out. Yes, we will analyze it. Saying, ow, ow, ow. Rufus is out. Ow. Thanks for listening to Hypersoft Happy Hour with Zigzag and Rufus.